Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. Uh, this is Bonsai Bandit, and on the other side of the microphone is Trey of Trey Plays Fame. And we're going to be talking about two of our favorite subjects, gaming and anime. The two things we actually are slightly good at talking about. Um, so to start us off, uh, let's have Trey say hello. Hi everyone, Trey from Trey Plays. Uh, you may have seen me playing around on Twitch or YouTube a couple times, just dying a couple hundred more if you may have seen the struggle or the struggle bus taken off i may have been driving it um but uh, well, yeah that's uh that's us talking about anime and gaming probably the two things i've uh i know i've studied more than anything i've been in school for that's that's for sure so let's uh let's go ahead and start with something a little different uh than we will do once we actually get this up and running uh trey let's go ahead and talk about a little bit of our history in the fandom like, like tell me about your uh your origins in gaming and anime and like how you came to be such a fan so for me gaming probably started back when i was a kid uh my dad had a ps2 and my mom had a super nintendo and i actually would watch him play both until i got my own game boy and so i circulated across the three consoles until i was old enough to play the the big boy consoles and then i started playing stuff like devil may cry on the ps2 and what did I start playing on the Super Nintendo? I think Super Mario World. I started getting ready for platformers like that. Um, and then in the anime world, me and my brother would come home and our first uh, adventure into that would be with Toonami. We would come home, we'd watch Dragon Ball Z and Yu Yu Hakusho. And that would uh, that would pretty much be it for our first couple years into anime. And how about yourself, Steven? What would, uh, what would you say brought you into the, uh, the two folds? <laughs> I really should have started because this is going to date me like nobody's business. Um, <laughs> so with gaming, this literally started with an Intellivision at my grandparents' place. Oh, that, that old school one with like all the buttons and the dial and everything. Oh I, no! <laughs> I remember playing Rally X on that beast on like an old brown wood uh, frame tube TV that you had to pull the knob out to turn on and off. Um, so, like I said, dated myself here, but actually, it really didn't start until I got my hands on an uh, NES, and we did a lot of arcade gaming back in the day with some like Aliens versus Predator, uh, Cruising USA, and mm-hmm. X Men: Children of the Atom, Dark Soccer's, all that stuff. And when I finally got a home console, it was an NES, and then it was just down the rabbit hole from there. I'm I'm not a big fan of choosing sides in terms of console wars um, because I just pretty much get all of them because I like video games in general. Um, I really fell in love once we hit the Super Nintendo era, and I found Final Fantasy three or Final Fantasy six uh, as it came to be known. Uh, you know, once they started re-releasing it, yeah, still my favorite Final Fantasy of all time. Um, but yeah, so I've been following JRPGs and RPGs in general. Pretty good with platformers. Uh, actually, loved Super Mario World, but preferred uh, Yoshi's Island. Um, and then the Genesis, I got like Mortal Kombat, and we did like uh, Rocket Knight Adventures, and good lord, the list goes on and on. Like I could spend the next 10 minutes telling you my entire history and favorite games and stuff like that from all the different consoles, but you get the general idea. Definitely an RPG guy, definitely an adventure game kind of guy. Um, and I just fell in love with like the fandom and, you know, talking about games with other people and playing games with other people. It's just led to a lot of like really fantastic memories, which you'll probably hear throughout us talking on podcasts because i got stories out the wazoo yeah on the on the other end of the spectrum on anime that also is <laughs> gonna date me quite a bit um i actually started out watching robotech uh 
that it was originally broadcast in the United States in like 1984, but my dad had recorded them on VHS. And so that was, you know, it was transforming robots and, um, space drama and and you know pop idols and stuff so it pretty much hit all, hit all my favorite points yeah it hit me real hard and then of course i moved on to dragon ball z sailor moon ronin warriors a uh, underappreciated series that was on usa network really really early in the morning back in the day um so i started just uh, really expanding somewhere in like middle school i went to like suncoast uh in the mall and picked up stuff like trigon and um you know, I got a few volumes of uh, Dragon Ball Z, and I just started branching out, and then the internet came to be, and it was just all the way down the rabbit hole, and I like damn near everything. I mean, I'm a little more selective these days, but when I was in high school, early college, I'd watch anything there was, as long as it had an anime style, and actually, it's what sold me on games as well, like Chrono Trigger, for instance. I picked that game up completely because of Akira Toriyama's artwork on the cover, um, so yeah, I, you know, I've followed it all the way from, uh, comic book stores, VHS. I used to get, uh, fan subbed VHS from, uh, a comic store down here in Texas. And, uh, yeah. And then it, it moved into DVDs and streaming and all of this different stuff. Uh, so I have only a huge well of information to share about anime across the years. So we'll, we'll definitely delve more into that as we talk about, uh, anime and, as well but yeah that's kind of where i started out and uh i definitely definitely am a big fan of older series and same thing with uh gaming i like a lot of older style stuff as well um but uh so that's kind of an introduction into what we have gotten into the uh fandom with and now you know a little bit more about us uh i guess the next thing to really talk about is more like what are we playing recently uh why don't you start us off trey so for me, I, man, I juggle between different consoles, different games. It's, it's, a, it's a mess with what I play. But for me, I just finished uh, AI, The Insomnium Files from Spike Tunesoft. It's a visual novel with a detective who has to go through and solve these murders known as the New Cyclops Killer, which is kind of a resurgence of a killing that ended six years ago, and he follows the same M.O. of a killer that they thought was put away. Um, super cool story, beautifully drawn out and animated, and it's just, it's so entertaining. The main character, Date, is well-written. He's so, so funny. I... I've never cracked up laughing like I have before in a game like this. And I just enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. I just finished that this morning, actually, as of recording this. And I started my next game, which was Summon Night 6 Lost Borders. Um, it's a series that none of the main games, except for the fifth one, got released here in the Americas. The rest of them have been in Japan only. Um, except for these spinoffs got released here on handhelds. So this is my first uh Fourier into the series um it's okay so far it's uh just fan service of all the characters so i'm just getting introduced so it's no big uh no big deal there uh i'm playing breath of fire on my switch i started that last night and that's pretty interesting i i don't quite know what to make of it yet uh breath of the fire from the super nintendo um i'm loving oh, the whole right. isometric view for the attack or the uh, the battle sequence that's really cool. Um, is that a game you've played, Steven? Oh, yeah. I played it on the original SNES when they were coming out. Uh, they're very unique games, and definitely the 
the first through the fourth are just really uh, an expert study in classic JRPG. There's really interesting characters. A lot of the tropes that exist now really come from games like Breath of uh, Breath of Fire and Final Fantasy and things like that. Um, you know, your mysterious protagonist and you know the lady that you know stumbles upon them, and then the you know world saving adventure. This is definitely where uh, you're gonna see. Uh, some of the influences in current games and some of the tropes people have to make fun of but it just played so well it was it was really when things started changing was when we went from like nes basic rpgs to more story oriented character driven jrpgs um i fo- i followed up final fantasy uh six with breath of fire and breath of fire 2 uh, they're also surprisingly challenging so i think you'll really like that as well okay cool I've only got a, I think I was only 30 minutes in, and I was enjoying it so far. It's, uh, I wasn't expecting it to change like it did for the, I guess, the battle sequence, and that's really what caught my eye. It's, I, I, I could save the details for it later on once I beat it, but I, I'm, I'm interested in it right now. Um, well, it, it turned up on the, the Switch online, you know, like Super Nintendo channel, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. If you pay for the uh, the online service, it's on that Super Nintendo whatever it is. Which was odd. I thought that was going to be everything that was on the Super Nintendo Classic, but it's not. So, whatever happened there happened. But Breath of Fire is on there. Breath of Fire 2 is on there. So, I'll probably get into that right after if I follow Breath of Fire through. So, we'll have that. Um, And that's only, what, two of the games I'm playing right now. I've got (laughs) the two games I'm streaming. I've got Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars I started, which is... super cool i was excited to start this one because i love the paper mario games or i've I've only played the first paper mario and the thousand year door i didn't do super uh, super paper mario or color splash um but this one is clearly where all the inspiration came from the super nintendo one and I, i've always heard about it but it's so apparent when you're actually going through it it's it's i don't it's charming of course, Did you not ever as... play any of the Mario and Luigi ones? No, I haven't played the Mario Luigi DS games or Rather. the Game Boy Advance games. Oh, I need to let you borrow some of those. I mean, uh, Superstar Saga and Bowser's Inside Story. Also, you'll see a lot of the, the same things you see in Super Mario RPG um, in those games as well. I, I can't believe you're just now getting around to playing that game. It's so iconic. I mean, that's classic Super Nintendo Squaresoft stuff. And the fact that they got freaking Nintendo to just, like, let them go wild with that story and the characters and the way it was made, uh, just mind-blowing. Yeah, I don't know what took me so long, but I'm glad I'm finally getting around to it. And my next game for streaming is Indivisible um, from yes. 505, I think it was. Yeah, but, 505 games. Yeah, super excited for this one. Ever since, I think you showed me the opening trailer from Studio Trigger. I Yes. I'm excited, and I actually got to see you play a little bit of it, this JRPG platformer. It's it's gorgeous, it's stylish, It's I'm I'm ready for this one. I was supposed to actually start it today, but I got, uh, I got caught up with wrapping up the Somnium Files, so I'll try again another day. But Oh yeah, it's not like you're really lacking time at the moment. Um, yeah. Plus, uh, Indivis- Indivisible uh, pulls a lot from its battle system from Valkyrie, uh, Valkyrie Profile, which is a great series as well. Ooh. But I think the cool thing about Indivisible's approach is 
it adds in a lot of moves based on directions and button presses and timing. So it's very reminiscent of fighting games, which makes sense because they made, uh, what was it, Skullgirls before this, which was an actual, you know, original fighting game. That makes sense. I Okay, I played Skullgirls and that I could see that style. Mm-hmm. But, okay. So is that is that everything you're playing right now? Is that everything? Like, uh, yeah, it sounds like, like it sounds like enough. you're playing all the games. Golly, I could barely keep it all together. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I got a couple in the in the oven. Uh, I'm streaming uh, Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night, which is basically that kickstarted uh, uh, Castlevania game. It's not called Castlevania, but it pretty much is. And it's you know, I think it's directed and created by uh, uh, Igarashi, and it. If you like Symphony of the Night, like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, uh, mm-hmm. Order of Ecclesia, any of the stuff he really made on like the DS and Advance and and everything, then this is right up your alley. There's multiple, um, you know, different styles of weapons. It's a big uh, castle to explore with different upgrades. Um, you can level up. You can put on equipment. You is can. Is this the guy summon... that made the entire series? Like he's made all of them from like Rondo of Blood and like every Castlevania game. No, he didn't make every Castlevania game because, like, back in the day, he uh, he worked for Konami, and Castlevania was pretty straight platforming action. Um, it's not really until Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night and a bunch of those handheld ones that he really came to the forefront as a creator. I mean, I think he was also in charge of uh, the PS2 Castlevania, like the 3D one. So uh-huh. it was it, there was a funny debate um, online I read somewhere. Uh, where they were talking about for a while, instead of being called a Metroidvania, you know, they were going to call them Egavanias to reflect. But the thing is, is like you look at his history and he created like Symphony of the Night, and then he was like, no, screw that. I'm going to make a 3D Castlevania. And then he went back to, you know, doing that kind of 2D, explore the huge castle kind of method. And then he went back to doing a different style of Castlevania. So he really mixed up his uh, his approach. So you can't really call all those types of uh, games Egavanias. It's, it's definitely Metroidvania, in my opinion. Okay, he broke his own mold then. That's cool. Yeah. Still. He's he's apparently a pretty kooky guy. Uh, I think there was a pretty funny video that he put out uh, for a Kickstarter update where he's like in a freaking gothic throne or some shit like that. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. He, he's he's a he's he's well known for being pretty uh pretty entertaining. Hmm. Uh other than that, I, that's what I'm streaming and I'm definitely enjoying it. Uh I've been playing uh my continued adventures in the Galar region and Pokemon. I'm much slower than everybody else I know, so I'm only just now finishing up the fighting gym and sword. Um, but it's it's going pretty quick, and I like the story. The characters are kind of taking a turn all of a sudden that I didn't expect. I expected to be pretty cookie cutter, and yeah. some things have happened in the story that made me go, "Oh, okay, let's see where this goes." So I'm did looking you, forward to doing more of that. Did you get to look at the uh, the DLC and what all is going to be coming out? I, you know, I read a little bit about it. Um, pretty pumped for them adding a whole lot of extra Pokemon and the the new islands to explore and kind of the new outfits. It's uh, my girlfriend, of course, is extremely excited about the outfits. Um, that's all she loves. That she spends a bunch of time, you know, trying on different uniforms and different things like that in the game. Um, uh-huh. She she ached over like how to design her character, even though there's only like four choices. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, she's pretty excited about that. I'm excited to see what they're going to do story wise and kind of environment wise uh, for each one, but it's still so early that I'm just mildly excited. I'm happy people are getting back some of their Pokemon. Um, they just announced Pokemon home and, you know, is a replacement for Pokemon bank. So we'll see how yeah, that kind of that was goes pretty in. Interesting. Just out of, out of left field today. That, that was earlier this morning. They announced that. 
Yeah, it's it's really funny to me because you know they have these Nintendo directs, and then it's like, all right, it's Tuesday, guys. Let's give them the info we should have given them months ago. <laughs> you know they're hurting like, for it. Let's give it to them. I mean, that's pretty much the way like press releases are going now. Is is a lot of that Nintendo Direct or like Sony State of Play. I bet E3's like organizers are like, oh crap, what are we gonna do? We only yeah. have so many more years. <laughs> I've started listening to some people talk about how this this E3 for. I'm sorry, actually, let, let's get done with your <laughs> with your games. Your yeah, we got super excited there. The yeah. last game I'm playing is Borderlands Three, which is pretty much Diablo fps with guns and silly memes and shit like that uh-huh. um is you know it's pretty ultra violent sort of inappropriate but i just love all the weird uh guns and the uh min maxing stats and elements and different stuff like that it's it's way more fun in a co-op setting like playing with friends it just yeah. is it's it's a blast that way but i'm playing through it single player just kind of like experience the storyline and explore nooks and crannies and just really get back into the feel of it i loved borderlands too and i played that thing to death um, I think I, in the last push, like, I think I finished the last half of the game sitting in front of my TV one night and stayed up until, like, four in the morning, just pushing through the end of the game. Um, it was, like, had my headphones on, just listening to music, just killing things left and right. Um, I have and that never was... beat a Borderlands game. I've, really? I start them, but I've never actually finished one in, in its entirety. You need to get on this Borderlands 3 stuff, so I'll help, we'll do co-op play, and I bet you'll finish that game finally maybe yeah maybe that's what i need is just someone to play i I always play solo i no matter what i've i've always played games solo unless i'm playing games with like my brother or something Mm -hmm. but maybe that's what i need is a co-op push yeah yeah it's i think it really makes the game a lot more approachable and you know it really kind of keeps you uh focused i guess Mm -hmm. uh engaged that's the word i was looking for um and plus, there's a lot of really cool DLC, and I just, I like a good FPS, and you mix in RPG elements, and you pretty much have me, like, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, Borderlands 3, uh, what is it? Bloodstained Ritual of the Night? My brain is escaping me. And for Pokemon. Now, and Pokemon. Do you, have you dressed your Pokemon character? At all? Like, uh, have you put any thought into it? No, not really. It's it's still mostly standard You don't have a theme wear. or anything? No, look, I'm one of those guys that when you give me a character creator with all these tools, I go random, 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 looks good enough, looks good enough. Uh, Like, I want to get in there and slash some beasties and, you know, explore this virtual world if you're on MMOs, like, you know, and a lot of times they let you change it later. So if I'm really worried or somebody starts making fun of me a lot for my pants or whatever, um, I can just change it. I can go to like a a station or, uh, you know, a beauty parlor in the game and change my hair and my outfit and shit. Have people made fun of you for your pants in an MMO? No, but I was made fun of for my pants in school. So it was the best, uh, (laughs) metaphor I had. Let's, uh, but, uh, I don't know. I play 14, like Final Fantasy 14. And depending on the day, you can get some rude ass people in there. Man, that, yeah. I, I'm sorry about that. In uh, in Pokemon, <laughs> I, I I styled my guy after the Pokemon Shuckle. And uh, <laughs> are you familiar with Shuckle? <laughs> I am familiar with Shuckle, and it's it's kind of this whole theme of you don't fuckle with Shuckle, and <laughs> you don't you don't touch my guy because he he's too strong, and you don't mess oh, with him. Gosh. I've got this Noivern Dragon, and he's he's too strong, and it's. It's essentially what it is. I, well, don't you only play with like Earth. three Pokemon? Huh? Don't you only play with like three Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I'm too strong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's all part of the strats. All, 
Yeah, I was gonna say if you just focus on those three, yeah, they're gonna be fucking strong. But uh, it's I also can't manage a party of six at the same time. I feel like I can't give my attention across that many. It's like it's way too many. It's too much like manicuring of these six people. Like I I've got a team of three and that's all I need. Now it, it got difficult in sometimes. Like there was one gym that I spent hours fighting. But I eventually got the strategy. I figured out what I needed to do, and I, I took care of business, but it took forever. It, it blows me away that someone that can sit on a stream and talk and play a game for three, four hours at a time, like, loses the attention span if it takes more than three Pokemon to get through the game. You're like, uh, six is too many, I guess I'm just not going to play. Three, <laughs> that's where it's at. No, but it's different. Those are choices. If I'm forced, <laughs> if I'm forced to have to do something, I'm not, I'm not sticking with it. <laughs> You don't. You don't yeah. tell me what to do. I tell yeah, you what I'm gonna do. And like I'm your Twitch streams of visual novels, you get about like a quarter halfway through the game, and you're like, "That's good enough. I'm done." Yeah, I've, I've seen enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> visual novels for for those that don't know are probably my my least liked genre at the moment. I I don't think I can do it. It's it's gotten too rough for me. It, it can't hold my attention. Unfortunately, it's it's got to have some kind of continuous mechanic in between or uh i i guess yeah in between enough for me to stay focused or else it, it just doesn't maintain and i am whew, some some will kill me i was playing danganronpa for a bit and super cool game super stylish very funky music i, I liked it but i just i can't keep going with it and then once we get to the court cases you're you're in there for shit the court the court cases took like two three hours just to get through some of those, and I, yeah. I can't, I can't maintain that. I will admit, yeah. It, watching you do one of them, I was shocked when I hit about an hour and a half, and I was running out of beer, and I was like, "Ooh, this is a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go get another six pack." Um, but I yeah, can't no, keep taking shots. <laughs> I I can understand where that's it's not for everybody. I mean, there are definitely some visual novels that. If the story isn't good enough, the characters aren't good enough, or it's like really cookie cutter, I'll be like, eh, next. But there are some pretty good ones out there, um, like Steins Gate, that are just engaging as hell. Plus, the art's really nice, uh, which we'll get to Steins Gate again here in a bit. Um, so, we're definitely having fun talking about what we're playing, but we're going to move on to what we're watching in terms of anime lately. And I'm actually going to mention some reading because I do a lot of manga reading. So, let's go ahead and start. Like, what are you watching right now, Trey? So, I just finished the Kakegurui series, I think that's how you say it, on Netflix. A series about this girl, Yumiko, who comes to this high, or like this academy, a really high dollar academy that is based off gambling. Everything they do revolves around gambling. Everyone's got high dollar value, and anything they do, they put money or life on the, on the line. And this girl has some sort of addiction to gambling, and she... It, it's just, it's a gorgeous anime. Everything they, uh, I, I wish I could just, like, put everyone's reactions into every anime. I feel like it would put make everything more animated. I recall like, the facial expressions being, like, a, like really detailed and kind of intense and, and uh, special. Oh, yeah. It, every time someone raises a bet, it, it does this sort of focus into, uh, the opposite character or the main character's face. And it's like, no, they can't do this or yes. And it's like, it's so detailed. 
and like it's either <laughs> kind of scary or it's like oh this was good for them or it's like they're the bad guy and it, it's still kind of scary or it's scarier than it should have been but it the it's it's crazy and they had like two seasons that i binged and i i finished that this week and i wanted to move on to this other anime on netflix called uh, dragon pilot and i don't know who the studio is that's doing it but it's got this kind of uh studio trigger vibe where it's got the kind of rough outlines it's it's just kind of crazy around the edges but i don't quite think it's them i need to look more into it but it's this girl that joins the air self-defense force and she takes this aptitude test and they find that she's really good at something and they team her up with a dragon and i think shenanigans ensue but oh is that a hisone and a masotan yeah that's it yeah yeah, so that's that's, a, a, that's anime by Studio Bones, which is a pretty high profile uh, studio. But uh, I forget who the original like illustrator is, and but it definitely does have that kind of uh, you know same style as like Trigger, and I want to say kind of like uh, Made in Abyss. It's kind of a unique look, and I, I love those kinds of special looks to the animation. So it's not just you know cookie cutter anime girl and anime guy. Kind yeah. Of look. And I'm I'm starting that this week. I just finished the first episode yesterday, and I'm I'm ready to get more into that and see where it goes because it's it's dragons in the military, but it's in a modern day setting. So I'm kind of curious as to what the the main obstacle for this anime is going to be to get over. So that's that's what I'm watching at the moment. Uh, what about you? Yes. Oh, I uh, believe it or not, I'm actually on a little bit of a break lately. I haven't watched a ton of things. Uh, you know, the w- new winter season has started up, uh, but the only thing I've really watched uh, with any interest lately um, is a show called Inspector, which is actually stylized very uniquely. It's like I N backslash Spectre, but spelled in the English way, so it's R E instead of E R. And the the storyline is kind of wacky. You know, it's. Uh, like this got this like a uh, high school girl and she is at this hospital and sees this guy and like apparently has like the hugest crush on him uh and basically introduces herself and tries to hit on him she's like i want you to be my boyfriend and with interest in marriage in the future and he's like nah bro <laughs> get, get away from me <laughs> but then it turns out it's actually like she's you know associated with like the supernatural world and she helps solve su- supernatural problems and he's uh He's associated with the supernatural world for, you know, plot reasons. And he's like, ends up being her bodyguard, kind of getting involved with her and all these, you know, different demons and Ayakashi and Yokai and um, whatever they, you know, in the later episodes uh, so far, there's only like three, maybe four. I haven't checked the recent releases, but, uh, you know, there's these mysteries to solve that Yokai have been either present during and they're trying to figure it out and she's trying to explain it to him. It's, it's really kind of unique. Um, I thought it was hilarious just having the protagonist girl be so like straightforward and the guy's just very dismissive. He's like, ah, oh, things have gotten that bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the art right now. This is it's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm interested in this. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the, the manga has been out for a while. Um, I think the domestic releases are up to like volume seven or something like that. And, uh-huh. but I, I, did, I hadn't really uh, picked it up yet and I saw that it was getting an anime. So I decided to watch it and it's got me enthralled because she, she's a hoot just, uh, the way she's, you know, characterized and the way she talks to 
him and other people in the yokai. It's, it's, it's very fun. And I'm curious to see, because it, it looks like they're starting to hint at some kind of overarching story involving, you know, the uh, supernatural world and these mysterious other characters are starting to show up. And I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes from here. Yeah. Man, I... Why, while you're saying that, one that reminds me of is, uh, the, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? That kind of <laughs> reminds me of that storyline shortly, except for without the mystery. Well, there, there yeah. was a little mystery to that, but with how the, uh, the goddess wanted, uh, what's his name? Whoever. Bill. Oh boy. To be in love with her, but it just didn't happen. I still need to watch the second season of that one. Yeah, you really but, do. Uh, I, I really feel like the second season isn't as strong as the first, uh, a little bit because some of the, the material is rushed. At least in my opinion, mm-hmm. but it's still really fun. I'm a huge fan of Don Machi. I I own all of it. Like I have novels and and manga and all the Blu-rays and things like that. Because uh, I'm an insatiable collector, apparently. Um, I think I even have some figures of Hestia and uh, that sort of thing. But uh, oh hell yeah, yeah no that series is fantastic. Uh, my friend who loves mythology absolutely hates it with a passion. Um, that I feel like that's understandable. Yeah, it is understandable. <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely a uh, little bit of artistic uh, license going on in that show, but it, it's fun, and that's that's really what we're looking for in a in a good entertaining product. But yeah, I, Inspector is pretty much the only thing I'm watching right now. There's a few others that I've kind of glanced at. Uh, I've caught a few odd episodes of Baruto because I'm just, it's the quality and the storytelling that is really up and down. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, it's like a train wreck a little bit for me that I because I love Naruto so much, um, and it has a lot of the same kind of like humor at times, but the storytelling could use a little bit more uh, substance if you ask me. Also, I find Baruto to be mostly annoying as the other characters I enjoy. Yeah, I was tell- talking to Tabby about Boruto the other day. I was like, he's such a little shit compared to Naruto. Like how. <laughs> How could they do that to him? Like, he doesn't deserve a son like that. He worked so hard, and this is what they gave him? Like, this... They just had a big arc with him. Uh, I almost watched for an arc that happened, I think, a month or two ago. They mm-hmm. they had a bunch of ads for it. Uh, was it like a time-traveling one? Yeah. I watched those episodes, as a matter of fact. Oh, okay. I, I wanted to... I, I almost wanted to watch it, but I was nervous because it wasn't Naruto. It was... You know, it's Boruto, and I mean the it's, the art does look pretty, but it's a uh, it's it's a really good it storyline. It's definitely you know if you want to look too hard at the time travel and you know time paradox possibilities, it, don't think about it too hard. But it is a good illustration and good character development in terms of him finally seeing his dad as he was when he was younger and what he's gone through, what kind of person he really is, and why he does the things he does. But I also haven't watched enough of the following episodes to see if that that lesson actually sticks or he just goes back to being an annoying little bastard. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, so I got to play catch up. The most thing I had was the Boruto movie was really good. The one where, I don't know if it's the intro movie for Boruto, but I think it came in between the Naruto, Naruto the Last and... Uh, or not Naruto the last, Naruto filler episodes at the end of the show, mm-hmm. and then the Boruto show starting. But I think it's just called Boruto the movie. I think it happens in between there. But it was so good. It yeah. it has Naruto and Sasuke fighting, I think, some remnants of Kai, uh, Kaguya. I think, I don't remember, it's been so long, and then I just, <laughs> I rewatched the fight scenes 
it's super dope. Yeah, well, whenever they have the movies, they get a, a bigger budget, so those fight scenes can get pretty cool. Oh yeah. Oh, and for Christmas, I got these. Uh, I got the Rasengan collection, which is just for the Naruto movies. And I, <laughs> man, it it's Christmas every day. It's, oh man, I can only imagine for you. I love it. And then I, I wanted to go through the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storms. <laughs> just the other day, I got a hankering. I, I love like, that you man, posted. You know where I want to go on vacation. It's Konoha. <laughs> so. I, I love just, that you posted on Facebook that uh, does anybody else get the urge to play through all four <laughs> versions of Naruto Ninja Storm? What? Just me? <laughs> and no one commented or liked it. It's your just post. me. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single person was at least like, let's give him a thumbs up for, you know, sympathy. They were just like, no, ignore that shit. No, it's it's really just him. <laughs> I actually, I, you know, believe it or not, I don't hate those games. I just like playing them with other people, and that's about it. Like, this is a fun little kind of, like, you know, friends playing against each other kind of thing. Yeah. I, but I also feel that way about a lot of anime games, because, like, Dragon Ball Z games, for instance. Uh, man, how many times are you going to tell the story of Dragon Ball Z? Right. Like, I just, I'm like, yeah, I know. They they go to Namek, they fight Cell, they fight Boo, kudos. Yeah, the only thing I like about these are like the the Ultimate Ninja Storms. I mean, they're fun, they're fast, and I mean the Jutsu's look really good. The fast time or the the quick time events for the story points are are fun to do, and it's it's hard to get the trophies and platinum, and that's that's always fun to do in the meantime. But like, it's it gets old after a while, so you can't just keep doing it. It's all the same thing, you know. One button does this Jutsu, one does this one, and the and yeah. so. On. And Kakarot or Dragon Ball Z Kakarot just came out, and it's the it's like the same thing. It's yeah, it's made by the same team, so it's the same anime game, just with the Dragon Ball skin. Yeah, and now it I has mean, an open world like weird side quest kind of thing going on. Along yeah, with, so I mean, not a lot has changed. It's no biggie. I mean, it's but I mean they don't even have the super timeline in it. So yeah, well they, there's they nothing have, new they in have this DLC I mean, there, plan. There is so. something new. They've got. Where you can go find Arale at the end as like post game content, and they have the new Ginyu Force member. I think she is that you. Don't can... they include the new Android too? New Android. Well, uh, they added in that extra Android for Dragon Ball Fighter Z, or Dragon Ball Fighters, whatever. Um, oh, I don't I think, think so. Like, She's not canon. Like, yeah, well, I mean, I think... neither is the new Ginyu member, but. I don't think yeah. she's in. I could be wrong, but I don't think I saw her in there. Like, I'll probably pick it up and give it a go for fun, like, when it drops enough price for me to justify it. I want to wait and see if there's DLC to add to Dragon Ball Super, because be all cool. I want to do is fight Jiren. And I, I want to hear that I want to hear that Tournament of Power theme song while I whoop Jiren's ass. And that's all I want. And then I'll just turn it off, and I'll be like, man, that was great. And I'll forget about the game. Worth every dollar I spent. Oh, absolutely. All $10 I spent on that Ultimate Edition, it was good. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, I can't talk because they're about to release Rune Factory 4 on Switch. It, literally a game that's old as hell, and I'm ready to drop money on that special edition full price. Like, yeah, here's 60 bucks. Why is Nintendo like this? <laughs> uh, hey, look, Rune Factory has been all but forgotten. For those that don't know what Rune Factory is, it's like Harvest Moon, but better because it has dungeon crawling and all kinds of fun activities to do. It's it is one of my favorite series of all time. And, and uh, Rune Factory Four was especially good because like not only do you get to grow crops and animals and crap like that, but you get to go out and like 
go into dungeons and there's an actual storyline like an rpgs storyline and you can grow giant versions of vegetables and there's like fertilizer and all kinds of numbers to crunch and crap like that it's just a great game uh if you like stardew valley harvest moon story of seasons you know whatever else um rune factory is where it's at and now they're gonna release a fifth one which makes me even happier so did you ever play ever oasis on the ds Hell fucking yeah i did Okay, that one actually looked pretty cool. It had some Zelda-looking mechanics to it. I didn't so, play it because I don't do those life simulator games, but it looked cool. I picked oh, it up on a whim. I picked it up on a whim uh, because my girlfriend was like, it's cute, I'm going to buy it. And I'm like, yes, that's the reason you should spend money. Um, uh, that'll work. <laughs> but I, I went ahead and picked it up too, and it's it's definitely got some city management stuff going on, but a lot of it has to do with you going out into the wild and getting materials, fighting monsters, and there's bosses, and it unlocks other areas. So it's it's got its own kind of style, and I really liked it. Uh, uh-huh. And it's really pretty. It plays really smoothly on the 3DS. It's a really underappreciated game, if you ask me. It's not hard. I, I'll say that. I mean, it's, it's really, honestly, friendly to gamers of all ages, and it's very approachable. But there is some, like, higher-end, like, in-game stuff that you can do if you're really hardcore. Hmm. I'll, uh, yeah, probably not for me. That's not, uh, I'll keep it in, I'll keep it in the pocket though. Fine. I'm going to, I'll just play it in front of you. I'll make you watch (laughs) me play it. Just so you're like, I'm not going to play these life sim games or whatever, (laughs) but I'll watch Steven play them from a distance while I'm playing something else. (laughs) That's rude. (laughs) It may be, it could, it could be seen as rude. Uh, Maybe I'll I'll figure out how to get a 3DS on Twitch. I don't know. No, you can. You just have to have like certain software. You have to mod your your DS to be able to play it. So okay. it's it's a risky maneuver. Okay. But... Well, I got extra hardware hanging around, so it sh- shouldn't be too bad. Oh well, okay. It's uh, it's up to you. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, guy. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> gaming and anime news is definitely something we should get to before we start running down the clock. Um. I had to say, like, right off the gate, um, my most exciting news this week actually has more to do with anime, but it's still sort of game. Um, so, the game I told you about before, Steins Gate, the visual novel. Yeah. About time travel and all the, you know, its consequences and stuff like that. Um, they, of course, made an anime out of it, and uh, I think there's a couple anime, like one's a prequel and stuff like that. But uh, it just got announced that uh, the same studio that did Altered Carbon for Netflix is doing a Hollywood TV series for Steins Gate. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's going to be a whole show. Um, I'm really interested to see how they adapt the story. Like, uh, you know, what kind of actors are going to end up in this thing? How many episodes it's going to be? Plus, you know, it's going to bring that title into the forefront of people's minds, especially people who may not have played it before, and make it even more popular, which I'm I'm really, truly psyched for. And this came out of left field. Like, apparently it's going to come out not too long from now. I think within the year is what they were kind of stating initially. And it, yeah, no, there was no build-up to this. There was no information beforehand. It's just like it turned up on, like, a press release. And someone was like, yeah, we're doing this. And the world was surprised, especially me. And I'm I'm pretty psyched about it. Um, I mean, I can't even think of like what actors and actresses they'll go with. Probably probably a lot of like uh, lesser known. I imagine they don't have the budget to really be um, hitting those uh, A list stars or anything. No Henry Cavill in this one. I I severely doubt it. Yeah, especially <laughs> if it's going to be Steinsgate. I feel like they're not going to whitewash it. 
feel like they or they shouldn't. I I feel like that would that would not be a safe move for the sake of outrage. That would be a a bad move. Yeah, I mean, but you that's saw cool. I haven't seen Science Gate, so I don't know what it's about or what's what would be going on. Oh, brother, you you need to experience some of these things. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't lived life, man. You gotta you gotta look outside the window. <laughs> no, it's 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 a good game, but your feelings of visual novel would definitely turn you off because it is a straight up visual novel. It is lots of text, and you enjoy it for the story, not for like the game mechanics. Oh. Yeah, like I can, can just I just watch the, the anime? Isn't there? Next? Yeah, yeah, can yeah you can just watch, watch the anime. Yeah, that's an option. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm just gonna that judge too. you from afar. That's no. Oh, well, I don't want that. <laughs> so I don't want to be you? like spat on from a distance for watching the anime. What about you? Instead what of playing the visual anime news. <laughs> mm, look, uh, like he played the visual. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I actually don't have any. Uh, that's not true. So I think I've seen, I, I need to find a source and confirm, but I have a couple of anime on my radar that I really want to watch. So that being, what is it? Rising of Shield Hero and I, the time I was reincarnated as a slime are both getting season twos. Oh yeah, they got that announced a while back uh, because so they I'm so outdated. popular. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, but yeah. that's, that's really it for anime news that I have. Uh, I've got more gaming news than anything. Well, hit me with that, man. Well, here here's a couple things for you. Uh, so Joker's coming to Mortal Kombat 11 tomorrow. Uh, don't really understand why he was in there, but it's whatever. I have I have different feelings about what Nether Realms doing with Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> so they had this they had this really cool trailer with Kasumi from Persona 5 Royal. And all it's doing is make me want to play Persona 5 more. And I've never played Persona 5 before, but I really want to. And it's making it harder to hold off on it. Because I'll I'll put all my project games aside. And I, j- I just want to do it. Shane's been talking to me about Persona 5 for years now. And I just, I just want to play it. You don't um, want to wait for Royal? Huh? You don't want to wait for Royal? Well, no. I, that's, the only, that's the only thing I'm waiting for is Royal. Because I'm not uh, going to play the the pre-version. I'm going to go ahead and play everything with all the content. I mean, hopefully there's more in there, but apart from oh, a new character. Dude, that game was chock full of material from the get-go. And now they're throwing in extra character, extra extra content. It's going to be... Uh... It's gonna be pretty intense. I, I'm gonna revisit it. I'm um, I'm excited. It's a great game. It's it, the characters are fun. I love the battle system. It's very stylish. I mean the the menus, the music, uh, the enemies, and it's just it's a experience unlike a lot of other RPGs. Um, I've been playing Persona since uh, the second one. I think mm-hmm. I played uh, Eternal Punishment. I think it is. Um, but number three was where it really hit that that stride of you know school kids supernatural stuff during the night and like studying and doing other like real life things and building friendships during the day and having it affect your monsters and your stats and things like that yeah i have the original persona on my playstation classic but that's the only thing i'm gonna play on it oh you well that and metal gear solid i think that's the only two games i gotta look at what's on it again but I don't remember what else is on there, but Persona is one on there that that has my attention for whenever I start getting into it. I mean, Persona, like the original Persona and Persona Two, were good, but they just don't really have the same charm as three, four, and five. 
yeah in my opinion it's definitely great to go back and see where it started and and kind of get a feel for the shin megami tensei games but uh a better starting point is persona 3 if you want to if you want to get into the older entries in the series it's just my opinion Uh, now you can start wherever you want i mean you can play all the way from the beginning i mean and number two gets pretty pretty interesting but number two is always really kind of uh confusing to several people i know because there's actually two games there's persona 2 innocent sin i believe and then persona 2 eternal punishment and so it's two different protagonists uh one for each of the games and apparently they're happening in tandem. And I have both games, but funny enough, the only way the that uh, Persona 2 Innocent Sin was released was on PSP. And you could download it digitally on the Vita, I believe. But past that, uh, there was no real other way to get it until they released the PSP game. I mean, you can emulate it, I guess. I feel like that's probably the more popular popular option is emulation. <laughs> yeah, just gotta just gotta be careful for the those legal things. Yeah. You get that, you get that VHS symbol or the uh, the alert <laughs> right across your screen. Five thousand yeah. dollars. Oh. oh, like the one that you, that used to make it look like you were doing a real crime, like they used to play before movies. Oh yeah, yeah. You like it had somebody steal stealing a, a lady's purse <laughs> <Yeah>. or whatever. <laughs> stealing a lady's purse and like running off, and it's like that's what it's like when you pirate, you know, movies and stuff yeah. like that. When you go I mean, to Pirate Bay, and it's the same thing. <laughs> god such good times i mean uh, man the past is full of some uh, charming gems oh yeah and then um kingdom hearts 3 dlc released what last week i think or this week i think it was just like in the last like five days yeah that caught me off guard i didn't realize it was here already but yeah man Uh, and people are talking about it already do that now like apparently, there's a lot of extra stuff to do in it too. As long as you can play as Roxas, that's that's all that matters. <laughs> I, I just need Favorite to see character? Roxas again. He's oh, man. that's my boy. Are you a fan and, of Kingdom uh, Hearts? I so <laughs> I I like the idea of Kingdom Hearts, and oh, I feel uh, like I'm about to end this episode right here. Oh uh, no, push <laughs> off. I I just <laughs> haven't ever got to completely play through them yet. Um, when I was younger, ish. Um, I got the original Kingdom Hearts, and yeah. I played through ninety percent of it. I got to the end of the game and everything. Um, enjoyed what I played, uh, and then I went through a bunch of stuff, and I I didn't play the video games for a good chunk of time. I just there was a period in my life where I was like, I'm done with it all, mm-hmm. and so I miss out on Kingdom Hearts two, Chain of Memories, all of that. So when you know I got back into gaming, like probably close to like 10 11 years ago and uh you know so i had missed out on so much you know especially with like handheld versions and you know all this stuff i was lost so when they announced kingdom hearts 3 i was like looks cool still need to play through that series yeah got, <laughs> so i got picked a lot up, of uh, up to do i picked up the the big set on ps4 it's like one chain of memories two dream drop distance birth by sleep it's like all of them Mm-hmm. And, and the cutscenes or whatever for the other ones, like the mobile game or whatever it was called. Yeah, cross, cross Union, the story yeah. so far. Um, and so I'm going to play through those. And I am at, I am just past the second world in the first one. So uh, as you can see, I'm making a lot of progress. Yeah, you're, uh, yeah. you're trying hard. But uh, <laughs> I, I not plan trying to hard put enough. a little more time into it once I uh, have more time in the near future, which will be coming up soon. So that's exciting. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> so much faith. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's whatever. <laughs> but, but that's uh, about it for news I have on games at the moment. Uh, or at least games that caught my eye. Uh, everything else is just kind of eh games or games maybe if you've... I don't know. If people have had their eyes on, they would know they're coming out. Everything else is, yeah, kind of eh or fodder. Um, I don't think PlayStation or Switch have had any big sales. Um, although, I'll just throw out there, just for the sake of it, I, the only consoles I have uh, that I currently really play on are my PlayStation and my Switch. Um, I mean, I have a Wii U. I've got a 3DS. I've got NES, SNES, and PlayStation Classic, but I don't play on them. Oh, I've got a Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, but... I don't play on them religiously, but yeah, my PlayStation and Switch are where my my heart are at. Uh, it's uh, it's your focus right now. That'll yeah. change. I uh, you know I'd love to bust out my Game Boy Advance again and start playing some uh, Mega Man Battle Network. I have uh, that on my Switch, not Switch, my uh my Wii U, and I I want to get back into it because they've got like all five games on the shop. And it's just so deeply underappreciated. Uh, in terms of the series it's definitely got a lot of story references that are like based on old internet stuff you know uh-huh. of course the the uh ever memorable jacking in uh to the, the oh internet. hell yeah yeah it's uh, in and out of context and so it's and it's this crazy battle system that involves you being on like a three by three square squares that are blue and the enemies being on three by three squares that are red and you use basically kind of like collectible card game uh, like basically deck building to get your abilities and you move around this thing while you're fighting enemies to avoid their attacks and shoot them with basic pellets and then activate certain abilities that might make your side of the field bigger or or they might do ones that makes it smaller and so mm-hmm. you have less room to uh, you know dodge and it's just the battle system is so fun that it, it makes up for no matter how mediocre the story can possibly be like, I'm, I'm not going to lie like you know I played it when I was like it's still in college is when I finally played it. And uh I remember being like, This is kinda dumb kitty crap and then I started playing the actual game, like the actual, you know, battles and stuff, and I was like, I love this. I want to play this all the time. And I played through it and I picked up every other version of Battle Network that I could get my hands on. And I, I feel like, you know, recently they had an interview with uh I believe it was the director or the creator of the uh, Rockman.exe series, you know, the Japanese name for it. And, uh, he, you know, he found out from this, you know, show doing this interview that people were really pumped about this series and they want to see another one. And he was like, oh, noted. So it's at least in the mind of the creator that maybe we could get away with making another one of these. And so I'm kind of crossing my fingers hoping that, yeah, if we bring back uh, Battle Network, I mean, freaking uh the zero collection and the zero and zx collection is coming out on switch i think next month i'm pretty pumped for that because that's a great series too i've heard the zx is a good collection i don't know anything about zero so the like Mega Man zero games i think there was like four of them that were on uh game boy advance and then there was like zx and zx advent or something like that and it's like six games are going to be in this collection and you play a zero in like a kind of a different timeline i think it's like sort of in the future uh, and you can, and it's like very sword driven and it's or probably one of the more approachable Mega Man games. If I had to be honest with you, it's still hmm. challenging, but not kind of that punishing stuff that makes me want to cry when I play a regular Mega Man entry. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I got the first Mega Man collection when it came out on my Xbox when I had that. And I 
I quit. I tried to get beat the first Mega Man so many times, and I could not beat it. And then I tried for the second one just because I love the soundtrack so much, and I couldn't beat it, and I'm ashamed. I <laughs> don't be, I still download don't the be. soundtrack, but it's I feel like it's not earned. <laughs> it's uh, it's horrible. I, I still I, I jam Doctor Wily's Castle, but it's it's I don't deserve it because I've never been there. Look, I just I, I'll be honest with you. The original series games are always super crazy challenging. I thought X was pretty approachable. I thought the Zero games on Game Boy Advance were pretty approachable, and Battle Network was definitely just a blast and very approachable as well. But uh, uh, we won't bring up Command Mission, which is the, I've I, I've heard about Command Mission. That was on the GameCube, right? Uh, if I recall correctly, don't quote me on that. I think it was on the PS2 as well, but it was like a it was like an RPG version of the X universe. Ooh, yeah. And look, I tried to like that game, but it was it was clunky as hell. Ooh, no, I remember the story. So I've actually done lore dives on uh, on Mega Man, and I think I remember that game. I think it got real real shitty, real not even real fast. I think it started <laughs> off bad. So never yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. I remember owning it. I, I think I picked it up uh, at a Babbage's or something. Um, you know, back before GameStop just put their name on everything. At a and what? A Babbage's. What the hell is a Babbage's? Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so before GameStop was everything, there was uh, stores called Babbage's. Uh, I think Software, etc. And uh, good lord, Electronics Boutique. These were all stores that were game stores. Actually, as a matter of fact, that's where I picked up my first VHS of Neon Genesis Evangelion. What like, the hell is a VHS? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't you fucking do that to me. You know what that is. No, I but had yes, VHSs. That, that, those places were magical to me because they, it was all the games. It was Super Nintendo. It was Genesis. And, you know, it's when PlayStation was taken off. And, you know, they had at the, at the counter, they had these little uh, steps that had slots. And so they put anime VHS in there. There's mm-hmm. like Neon Genesis Evangelion, Cowboy Bebop, um, something that was probably porno. Because uh, a wonderful time in, in America when it comes to anime is uh, companies didn't know how to handle the adult content anime and the regular one. So they just mm-hmm. merchandised them together. So if you picked up just a random anime because you're like, oh, it looks kind of cool. Because there's never like, you know, illicit things on the cover. You yeah. could go home and be like, I'm going to watch this cool story about a knight. And you're like, oh, that's a lot of boning. <laughs> oh weird <laughs> yeah but i picked up neon genesis evangelion on vhs there uh you know back when it was only like two maybe three episodes per tape if you were lucky mm-hmm. and uh that was how i that was how that was some early anime experiences for me um but the, they were they were basically just big video game shops and they didn't they had some merchandise and things like that but really it was mostly just games they had little bins for like you know bargain super nintendo games but yeah before gamestop existed there were other stores does, does the name funko land ring a bell i have never heard of funko oh my god <laughs> like you're not even that much younger than me <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you were just in a different part, and oh I never had that exposure. I don't know. Like, uh, I remember going to a anime shop in Houston. Like, we were in Houston, and I begged my parents to take me to this anime shop called Anime Planet. I don't even know if it exists anymore. And uh, that that was like walking into freaking utopia for me. It's like Wall Scrolls DVDs. I I I think I bought a, a box set of the first season of Slayers on DVD. It's from like US Manga Corp or something like that. And I was so pumped. It cost me like a hundred freaking dollars. God. 
Yeah, to put no, that in I... perspective now, you can get the first three seasons of Slayers on DVD for next to nothing from like Funimation, if I recall correctly. But surely that first time you bought it, it, it had something cool with it, right? It had a box and four DVD cases. Oh. Yeah, okay. no, I, this is the early days, man. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> like, you know, now it's pretty common to have limited editions with little extras like art books and stuff like that. No, back then it was like you were happy if you got a whole season in, yeah. a, in one package because uh, you'd have to buy everything four episodes at a time. And if, the, you know, the company was really kind of trying to milk it, it was three episodes at a time. And these are on DVDs. So uh, it was definitely, you know, much more expensive time in the back in the day. Uh, like I actually bought, I was a kid in high school, I'd saved a bunch of money. And there's a company called Anime Igo, and they had a, they they licensed very specific series and had small batch releases. They did a lot of samurai films, Yakuza films, and very select animes. They did like Bubblegum Crisis, the original 1980s one. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they released was Kimigori Orange Road, which was like a 1980s like comedy romance with psychic powers involved. And they only release it in a box set. And you had to pre-order it, and it was $250. Ooh. And I used every bit of money I made that summer to pre-order that thing. And it it came to me. Like, it's just a big box with 12 DVDs in it and, like, a little pamphlet with uh, translator notes in it so you don't... So you can under... Because it was subtitled only. You didn't get a dub when you paid that 250 You paid just That's for wild. subtitled episodes all that money and someone couldn't translate yeah yeah no it's it's just good old-fashioned yellow subtitles and it's it's definitely a, a creation of its time of course now they've you know you got things like discotech of uh, licensed kimigoro intro to release two blu-ray box sets and you know they're fairly affordable but it has like all the tv series all the ovas and and the movies and that's the thing is i paid 250 dollars just for the tv series that wasn't for the ova box set which was another 150 and then there were movies. So let that sink in. That was like a almost a $400 investment to have the entirety of that series from TV series through everything. God. Yeah. That's so insane. That's why when I hear people complaining about the cost of anime these days, I just laugh. I, I just laugh to myself. I'm like, you guys have access to titles we never even would have thought of uh, having our hands on back in the day. And you can get it. You can get essential Blu-ray sets for like, 20 bucks 25 bucks a whole uh-huh. series so yeah i feel very blessed to live in the time i do as an anime fan yeah, yeah. the but last uh, time what is that i think the the biggest set i want to try to get my hands on it now is maybe try to find out if they do any kind of collection like the last time they did the dragon ball z blu-ray collection i don't know oh, if you yeah. saw those where they did i don't even know it's the images on the sides where they get them all kind of to match up but they all have the images of the arcs on the front yeah I remember that. Uh, but they don't have anything like that for Naruto. And I want to try to get something like that and collect that as it goes. Or not as it, it goes, as it went. But I don't think they've done anything like that. Well, it's kind of wild because they started releasing season sets of Bleach. So there's a lot of episodes of Bleach on one set. But Naruto's not like that. They're still, like, the original series and Shippuden are still in all these little tiny little boxes. and. Yeah. There is, there's no information as far as I've been able to see that it's going to like lump everything together. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, understand. that's, uh, man, we really went off the, the rails there and just started talking about random stuff. But yeah, the, I don't, yeah, I don't know what uh, It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's still interesting topic wise. And uh, we kind of hit a, a few like newsworthy segments, but I definitely feel like uh, for, you know, an initial episode, this is going pretty darn well. Yes, sir. I feel like that's a, uh, yeah, we've, we've hit quite a few notes. 
And if anything, this is pro- probably kind of something to expect mm-hmm. for, for further episodes, uh, sort of the kind of stuff we would be talking yeah, about. Yeah, definitely. And so for anybody that's listening, this is kind of what you're going to see. We're going to try to have a little bit of a framework, but we usually end up going off the off the rails sometimes. But that's half of the fun, talking to Bonsai Bandit and Trey. Uh, but uh, I think really we should probably kind of call it a day there. and We can kind of work on some future ideas, too. Thanks for listening to us, guys.